uh, with us though, uh, single as Kofi when, when, uh, Creed, <laughs> uh, when Xavier Woods comes back, not Austin Creed. Uh, <clears throat> then I think we had the match of the night, Aleister Black versus Buddy Murphy, and I know a lot of people are just carrying on and on and on about the main event, but I think this this was the match, uh, surprisingly, uh, since we haven't seen much of Aleister Black over the last year. I think maybe just like one or two, maybe three matches, a lot of... Uh, Awkward promos. Uh, this, this they've they've really put some, a little bit of effort into building this. Uh, both these guys are kind of pet projects for Paul Heyman now. I think they've done an amazing job building Buddy Murphy uh, since he's left 205. I don't think this match had the outcome they expected, so I'm really intrigued to see where things go from here. Alistair Black believed to have a uh, broken nose. I'm not sure if anything else. Possibly a broken jaw, the way he was holding his face. I'm not I'm not sure. I haven't looked at his dirt sheets today uh, to see what, what anything's been said. But in my opinion, if you have a guy whose entire gimmick boils down to someone picking a fight, um, Alistair Black, of course, definitely won the match. Buddy Murphy won that fight. I don't know what they're planning on doing for Raw tonight, what they're going to do with Buddy Murphy. Uh, but, man, this, this feud does not need to be over yet. I think Buddy Murphy went out there and he proved a point uh, that he is definitely no longer the best kept secret. He's one of the best out there in WWE right now. He's hard-hitting. He's fast as lightning. Uh why this guy doesn't have a secondary title strapped to him already is beyond me. I think you could continue this feud. This this feud could could be the next uh, Rock Triple H sort of thing if you plan on building these guys. You have to keep coming back to revisit this feud. Uh, Alistair Black, I don't know. I mean, I think I think this match hurt him to a degree. Uh, you know, just the accident of getting a broken nose. Or whatever else, you know, have Buddy Murphy drawing blood, taking this battle to him. Uh, Alistair suffering through the rest of the match with a broken nose. It, man, I mean, I think anybody that watched it, you have to agree, Buddy Murphy really looked like he won this fight. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, Alistair won uh, the match, but. I think they need to capitalize on this while the iron's hot. Otherwise, it'll be pretty sad, in my opinion. Uh, we had the Raw Tag Team Open Challenge. Of course, was uh, the Good Brothers coming out. Double count out. Um, I was okay with that. I think the, the Good Brothers looked pretty good in this match against uh, the Viking Raiders, who have been so dominant and yet have not really faced anyone uh, regularly. You know, like, we'll get them versus the, the Good Brothers and the Street Profits here and there, but usually they're facing some local jobber tag team. Uh, you have them destroy them, and then next week or two, you have them destroy the Good Brothers uh, in a seemingly easy match on Raw, just as filler. Uh, but I thought this match was pretty good. Hopefully they can kind of reboot everything from here and make these matches count. Um, 
who knows? We'll, we'll see where it goes. It wasn't the best match on the card for sure, but um, I think, you know, it, it has its possibilities. Uh, Corbin versus Roman Reigns <clears throat> in a TLC match. Uh, everybody was surprised Roman lost here. I'm not too awfully surprised. I think they kind of have to have Roman lose a lot more. Um, but, I mean, they did it in a manner that, you know, kept Reigns looking strong. It took four guys to beat him. Uh, keep pushing King Corbin. I mean, you, you have to do something with Corbin here. you got to keep pushing him. He's, without a doubt, probably your main heel, top heel in the entire company right now. <clears throat> so you can't you can't let up there. Um, what I don't like is that they don't mention Rude. You know, what happened to Rude? Where's Rude at? Um, they just want to, like, brush that under the table. Um, eh, whatever. Uh, oddly enough, the next match was the Universal Championship. Um... What can we really say about this? Bray Wyatt versus The Miz. And not The Fiend showing up. This was Bray Wyatt. So everybody was kind of like, no, where are we going to get here? Of course, Bray coming out with the Universal title, not The Fiend's championship, uh, which I think that was nice. Uh, a lot of people are really happy that we are getting a split between The Fiend and Bray Wyatt. It just makes me think of Kiji Muto and The Great Muda. I don't know. I think it works. I think Bray is definitely so over with the crowd. Uh, that opening absolutely shows it. Um, and it, it, it's twofold because definitely what the storyline has been telling us, Bray Wyatt is not a face, and yet everybody loves him. I think they really need to, to push the limit here. Use their storytelling, push the limit, make Bray Wyatt face. Make him face. Uh, if you want to keep the Fiend heel and really keep the two kind of separate, I think that works. You'll make Bray Wyatt scared of the Fiend instead of uh, uh, seemingly in love with him. Uh, as like He's a big stan of the Fiend. I think you, you make Bray Wyatt scared of this other personality. Uh, maybe he's not aware it's a personality. You know? I think there's so much they can really do here. They're, they're just skimming the top. Uh, with, with possibilities. Who knows? Um, the Miz in this situation, I think they, they really failed uh, to capitalize on the Miz. His face turn a while back. I think that hurts where we're at now. Uh, the match itself, the Miz was beating the hell out of Bray Wyatt. So it's, it's interesting to note <clears throat> how they're, they're going about all this. Really selling up the finish, um, Sister Abigail. I really didn't have any problems with this match. Um, I, I'm not familiar with the build to it. It's been a really fast build, um, and I've missed you know a couple episodes of SmackDown, so I was not aware of of any build. So if, if you don't catch the pre-show, I don't think they show anything in the actual pay-per-view. Um, Maybe I missed it, uh, but I think they it would have served them better showing uh, what the build was up to this point. I do have a problem with, you know, this is the only title defended, uh, singles belt defended on the pay-per-view, so uh, I'm, I'm a bit conservative with, if you have a 
a world title, it should be the last match. I know a lot of people are going to complain about that when the evolution, that whole jazz. But to me, a world championship should be the last match on the card. That should be the match that's bringing everybody in. If it's not, then you've got the wrong players in position. Just want to clarify that. Your world champion should be drawing the crowd in. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. That is what it is. Uh, let's take a quick break for a word from our uh, one of our sponsors. And we'll be right back. All right. That was uh, Power Slam TV. Uh, definitely go visit them. Let's continue on. Um, what was next here? We have a tables match between Bobby Lashley and Rusev. Uh, this is a fallout contract signing. The divorce court. Everything's been building this storyline that everybody just abhors. Um, I don't think anybody likes this storyline, but everybody is talking about this storyline. So, I don't know, Rusev dumped Lana. He just wants revenge on Bobby Lashley at this point. Um, I think everybody was hoping this would be it. This would be done with. I don't believe it is at all. Um, Bobby Lashley ends up winning this match thanks to Lana. So, yeah, you know, there's there's not going to be a write-off of this until Rusev wins um, a gimmick match, I feel. So, uh, maybe next pay-per-view, if that would be, what, the Rumble? I don't know. I don't know how they expect to, to finish this. Um, or you know, maybe it's just going to drag on and on and on. Uh, I think it needs to end as soon as possible. This would have been a good moment to end it, but uh, I think Rusev definitely needs to win this feud for it to be over. Absolutely think so. But it is what it is. Finally, we get the controversial part of TLC. I am talking about the Women's Tag Team Championship match, tables, ladders, and chairs, because this one you have to climb the ladder and get the titles down. So, um, they make absolutely clear note on that, that this was different than the Corbin Reigns one. So, um, yeah, the Kabuki Warriors versus Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch. Um, I don't don't know, what what can I really say about this matchup? Um, I think this match probably should have been earlier in the show. Because, number one, uh, what ended up happening, uh, number two, you ended the pay-per-view with Corbin and Reigns anyway. Um, so, I mean, it seems like they just kind of skipped out on this for for the reason of ending the pay-per-view with the women just to... Uh, please some of the fans. Like, oh, we'll end it with the women's match, but then we'll have Corbin Reigns come out and finish the show. So I think, you you know, it's a double-edged sword. Uh, fans aren't stupid, you know. Everybody kind of picked up on that and was like, hey, can you let them celebrate first? 
I don't think anybody wants to see heels celebrate. But it's the idea that the women went on, put on a great match, uh, put on a match. Most people said it was great. I don't know if it was great or not. I don't think it was, uh, to be honest. And that's not, uh, that's not trying to downplay the women. That's not trying to uh, say they didn't go out there and, and do their job and give it all. I think sometimes matches just aren't good. Uh, for whatever reason, this match was played by Kyrie Sane getting hurt early in the match. Um, in my opinion, where that happened was when Charlotte Flair did a very sloppy exploder suplex into the barricade. Uh, Kyrie hit weird. Um, she was all twisted about when she landed on the ground. And I think Charlotte just manpowered her over, and Kyrie wasn't ready, and it was just a sloppy, sloppy move. If this move was performed in the performance center in front of the trainers, um, I, in my opinion, she would probably get her ass ripped. I'm looking on Twitter and I see people making excuses for Charlotte. I get it. You, you know, if you're a stand for somebody, you're going to make excuses for them. But in my opinion, the evidence is right there. It was a sloppy exploder suplex. Kyrie landed so awkward and weird. You're suplexing somebody into a barricade. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Was the spot planned? It had to have been planned because, I mean, we've seen that WWE choreographs their matches from start to finish. That's why we see people, uh, wrestlers, redo a spot if it gets botched. We see this all the time. The move gets missed, they go right back to it. Um, they pick up where that move left off. So, yeah, I'm sure this exploder was planned. Um, was Kyrie ready? Because it takes two. You're not just overpowering someone and throwing them, typically. Um, you know, somebody's going to suplex you, you're going to leap up. Somebody's going to choke slam you, you're going to leap up. So uh, you're helping perform a move, and the person doing the move needs to be making sure the other person doesn't get hurt. This is rule number one in wrestling. Make sure the other person doesn't get hurt. You're putting your livelihood in someone else's hands. And we'll hear all about this. John has a few choice words to say about this match. Um, I'm going to let him take the rest of the, the program to, to share his piece on it. He's talked to a lot of uh, these veterans, these old school guys. He's, he's trying to get trained. Uh, so John has a lot to say about this. And, you know, I went back and watched and... Yeah, a lot of people are saying, well, maybe it was this move, maybe it was that move. I think if anybody goes back and rewatches the entire match, you'll see the exploder suplex is where it all began. Kyrie tried to power through, finish the match, and, you know, I think every other move that happened just exasperated what happened with that sloppy exploder suplex from Charlotte. And here's the thing. We've seen Charlotte be sloppy before. And... um 
you know, it's a it's a double-edged sword here. I think she's probably the best heel WWE has for women's division. I think she can be really good. I think she can work work the crowd if you want. I think uh, I think in the ring she can be good when she wants to be. But I think this is uh this is one of those situations where I don't know, maybe she was upset they weren't getting the titles. So she went out there with a chip on her shoulder. I don't I have no idea. But something was, was definitely not right in this matchup. You see her uh spear Kyrie and uh of course she's hurt, she's injured, she cannot she's kinda already out of it at this point. She doesn't really take the sell it the move. Uh, I I don't even know if she was consciously aware of what's going on, the move was happening. Um, Charlotte slaps her. Slaps the shit out of her. After, you know, not taking that move. Uh, clearly pissed. Clearly. Go back and watch it. She's, a, she's mad that she didn't get the spear spot on Kyrie. She then proceeds to powerbomb Kyrie through a table. Um, also mad at this point, she appears to be, she's a baby face. I, I wouldn't, if she's out there acting like a heel, she's pissed. So um, she doesn't come across as a baby face to me out there with what she's doing. Um, I know this is a TLC match. They're supposed to be upset with the Kabuki Warriors and all that. I get that. Um, but, man, when, when the rest of this match is Asuka and Becky trying Yeah. That's right, little man. Trying to keep Kyrie safe and, and finish this match, essentially. Um, Charlotte goes out there and she powers... Kyrie up for a powerbomb. And, um, you know, typically you see people talking to their opponents. And I think a lot of people are, they're making excuses for Charlotte, like, well, you know, nobody told her. Was she not with Kyrie? Was she not? Uh, I'm sorry. I mean, you see the referees out there. They're talking to everybody. You see Oscar and Becky, they're all in close range to Charlotte. And, and you know, I, fuck me. I, I, you see your opponent, and you can tell. You can tell if somebody's hurt. You can actually tell. Uh, you don't have to be told. You should be able to look at them and be able to tell, okay, they're hurt. Maybe, you know, maybe, I don't know. I, I think she speaks English well enough that she could have communicated with Charlotte. Um, so, I don't see the excuse that, oh, nobody told Charlotte. Right. You tell them. Tell them. Tell them. Okay. Uh, yeah, Charlotte, I think she's a piece of shit. I'll be honest. She's sloppy. I think she's a piece of shit. And, uh, I think if WWE doesn't reprimand her, doesn't fine her, doesn't suspend her, for this matchup, it ju it's a travesty. It shows they don't care about their performers as long as they think they can make money off of them. I think Charlotte needs to be reprimanded here. 
she just broke rule number one in the wrestling business.
Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 3,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 100 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. The wrestling connoisseur, Sam Keola, thank you very much. Uh, overall, from what I saw, first of all, with the pay-per-view, um, seemed lackluster. Uh, nothing that I would go back and watch again. Uh, and something that I didn't really watch all the way through. I mean, I, I saw the important parts. I, I watched a uh, majority of the show, uh, but not, not, not very good uh, overall. Now, uh, regarding this controversy with Charlotte, um, how stupid can you be? And I want you to really stop and think about that question, all our listeners here. How stupid can you be when you have someone who's clearly injured, someone who's clearly hurt, someone who can barely stand up? How stupid can you be? Drop her on her head. Throw a monitor in the back of her head. Force her up for a power bomb when she's clearly dead weight. Put her through a table. And continue to do all of these things when Kyrie Sane clearly wasn't feeling too well. And I, I can tell the difference between how Charlotte and how Becky was handling uh, Kyrie Sane in that match. Becky was a bit more uh, communicative, a little slower, giving Kyrie a little bit more leeway. Charlotte was just like a bull in a china closet. An unbelievable show of unprofessionalism. You ask any veteran, any wrestler who's been in this business, what's the top priority? What's the main goal? And that is to keep your opponent safe. Somebody dropped the ball. Somebody dropped the ball. And I, I you know, maybe WWE and the producers or the ref or, or someone to an extent. I don't know. But as an in-ring professional, as a trained professional wrestler, you should have the wherewithal to be able to identify that someone is hurt and cannot complete these spots as planned. And you should adjust accordingly. If you have to deadlift somebody to put them through a table, you are clearly not adapting to the situation at hand. You're not considering the injury that somebody might have sustained. And I think it was very clear that Kyrie Sane was out on her feet. and She couldn't, she couldn't work. She couldn't work uh, as planned. So somebody dropped the ball there. Uh, Charlotte certainly didn't do her job. And I don't care what anybody on Twitter says. I don't care anybody who's trying to defend her. I don't care about anybody who's trying to get on there and say that, uh, you know, Kyrie's just tough and, you know, she wants to keep going. It doesn't matter if she wants to keep going anyway. Like, I mean, there, there comes a certain point where somebody in that ring has the responsibility to, to say she's hurt. And the message clearly got around. Oscar was helping out. Becky was helping out. The only person that wasn't helping her out was Charlotte. I have watched enough 
I've seen enough. I've talked to enough professionals in this business. As someone who is in the business, it's not hard to see what's going on for me. I, I can tell what's going on and what went on was 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 pretty pretty tragic. And just imagine, you know, everybody wants to get on here here comes the controversy, right? Everybody wants to get on Chris Benoit's case. He's a murderer. Killed his family, did all these terrible things. But they always leave out the part where uh, he, he was mentally ill. He wasn't himself. He had sustained so many concussions, so many head injuries over the years that doctors and researchers at West Virginia University in Morgantown, West Virginia determined Chris Benoit had the brain of an 85-year-old uh, Alzheimer's patient, dementia, wasn't mentally stable, and was ill because nobody was able to identify these head issues. Nobody took the time to protect these issues. So now we, we want to uh, justify Charlotte, right? Chris Benoit's so terrible. And and don't get me wrong, what, what he allegedly did is terrible, okay? I, I could never imagine doing something like that to my family or to anyone, for that matter. But you either take head injury seriously or you don't, okay? And there is no ifs, ands, or buts. There's no in-betweens regarding that. You either take head injury seriously or you don't. So I'm not going to sit here and praise Charlotte for her performance at TLC. It sucked anyway. It was sloppy. Uh, Wrestling Connoisseur described that very accurately. A completely sloppy performance. Get all worked up here. I can't even talk. You either take head injury seriously or you don't. And clearly, Charlotte wasn't taking those injuries seriously. So now, where, where does that leave us? Is there going to be any ramifications for Charlotte for her actions in that match? No. There's not going to be. I'm sure she went back there and, and, and played it up just fine. I'm sure everything was fine. You know, no, nobody's mad. Nobody's... But clearly, and you don't even have to be an insider. You can be a random spectator watching this show. You can tell that Kyrie Sane was hurt. And that Charlotte was was failing to protect her. And in fact, probably made it worse. Whatever Kyrie Sane's dealing with probably was exaggerated by Charlotte. Wait, when you get a hen injury initially, uh, and you all can read this, look it up for yourself. The internet's free. There's no excuse for ignorance. When you get a head injury, even what would be considered some of the more minor uh, bumps a head might take after that injury can greatly exaggerate the issue. Even that slap after the spear, Kyrie didn't sell it. What Charlotte do? Slaps her in the face. She slapped her. Even that could have made things a lot worse for Kyrie Sane. Why is nobody talking about this? Why is nobody spitting the facts? How they are. It, it really boggles my mind. A complete show of unprofessionalism. Uh, you, you just don't do it. You, you don't do it. Charlotte shouldn't be in the position she's in. She should be either fined or suspended. I think Sam Kiola might feel it. She should be fired. 
which I wouldn't be mad at either. I certainly wouldn't want to work with Charlotte. She can't even protect herself. And this is proof that she can't protect her opponents. So that's my, uh, that's my rant for this uh, episode. Uh, Sam, thank you for uh, cutting in a, a spot for me here. Things have been crazy. Uh, schedules have been insane. Uh, not getting a moment to myself has really uh, put, put a damper on things for me. But props to the wrestling connoisseur, Sam Keola, for keeping this thing going. Uh, because we see you guys are listening. We can see that y'all are, are listening, going back to the archives, listening to some of our previously recorded shows. Thank you very much for that, guys. Uh, we really do appreciate that. And hope uh, after the holidays have passed here, maybe we can get get back on a, a more regular schedule here for you guys, start putting out stuff more regularly again. But overall, TLC was a flop. Um I think uh, Murphy and, and uh, Black had a decent match. Not great. Not great at all. People go crazy about that. It wasn't great. It's pretty good. Okay, it's not great. Uh, there is very little great wrestling anymore, just as an FYI. Um, and you're, you're not going to be getting great wrestling in the McDonald's of sports entertainment. Oh my guys, I am worked up, so I should probably try to wrap this thing up before uh, before I piss anybody else off. Um, but yeah, TLC, don't don't bother. I trust that listening to this review, uh, you will know everything that you need to know about the TLC pay per view. Uh, not worth watching. Not worth my time. Um, but you know something that is good. And I'm not trying to go off topic here. I, I do want to wrap this up. Something good is the NWA. The National Wrestling Alliance putting in the effort, putting in the work, bringing in the guys and girls who make wrestling look good. Make wrestling sound good. Who can get up there and cut a promo without having to read off of a script. Who can get in the ring and work basic psychology. Who can go in the ring and have a heel, have a face can go in the ring and, and tell a story. NWA is doing great things. I would highly recommend you guys checking out NWA Power. It's free. You got no excuse. No uh, no international um, uh, prohibitions. Uh, so regardless of where you're from, you can get on YouTube. You can watch NWA Power. Check out Into the Fire. Into the Fire was a great pay-per-view. Very important show for the NWA. Um, and I think really setting the NWA in a Great direction for the future. Cornette's gone. You guys got no excuse now. Check it out. It's good stuff, I'm telling you. Uh, unlike the TLC pay-per-view, unlike the unprofessionalism of Charlotte Flair, uh, that's actually something worthwhile. So, guys, thank you very much for listening to this edition of Ringside Ramblings. Hope to be back soon. Uh, maybe I'll do a detailed uh, review of Into the Fire. I don't know yet. Um, but I'd like to talk about something positive uh, because I think there's enough negative out there. And, oh, it's certainly cathartic to be able to get on here and rant about the things that drive us crazy as wrestling fans. Um, but, you know, I'd, I'd also like to talk about some of the good things the NWA is doing as well. So keep an eye out for uh, some NWA-related podcasts, hopefully coming up in the future. Um, if this is the last you hear from me, guys, if this is it until after the holidays... Thank you all very much for your support. 
Um, no, no. We, we should be able to get at least one or two more up. Uh, but if not for whatever reason, hope you guys have a, a great holiday season. Um, thank you for listening. Goodbye. If I can shut this thing off. All right. Oh, wrestling fans. We believe that psychology still matters. Storytelling should be consistent. Maybe that's why I'm a connoisseur of wrestling. Tweener is not an alignment. I don't want any part of it. Goodbye. Welcome to the fight against Marxism. This is the Square Circle Journal. And now, just John and the wrestling console, Sam Keelan.